normally, either two things happen on a film. I know before I start the film, I know exactly what the music's going to be, or I don't have any idea. If I know exactly what it's going to be, then I do exactly that. If I don't have any idea, it's always a problem. Because I just fret and change my mind and, and go back and forth and then, and, and uh, then I'm, I really have to, I really need the help of a composer. And anyway, it's either one, it's one way or the other. On this picture I'm doing now, I've got Dave Stewart who's going to come down here and I don't, I know what the instrumentation is going to be. I don't know what the music's going to be, but it's it's going to be all uh, slide guitar and uh, this Mississippi Delta kind of blues music. Welcome to Holly Springs, Mississippi. Ah, nice out here today, isn't it? A quiet little town. Cookie, I thought I might make some catfish antelopes. No! Where nothing ever happens. Jumai! Jumai! The, uh, on Kansas City, of course, we knew what that was going to be because the music was as important as the film. The Gingerbread Man, my idea there, well, original idea was to try it, and I've done this several times, more than once, more than maybe three times. I've tried to do a film without any music. And in The Gingerbread Man, which was a thriller, I, I really went at the movie that way. Now, part of that was to keep my myself saying I had to make the scenes in such that they would stand up without music. But I also had a hurricane throughout that whole picture coming in and at various stages of that. So I used the, the, the sound effects of thunder, rain, wind, shutters banging, all those kind of noises that are indigenous to, to storms. Storm trackers now believe Geraldo is aimed right at us. If it continues to follow its current path, Savannah is the center of the bullseye. Really, but we hit them within the music, within the winds, and this, and and added them to the to the whistling under the doors and the creaking and all that. When the picture was finished, I was very happy with that, but it was a little too tough on the audience, not to have uh, the, the 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 advantage of a score. So then I went to Mark Isham, and Mark took this existing score, if you'll call it that put his score around those sounds of, of Anthony's. And so it was, we got a very, very unique sound out of it because of the evolution of it. Had I started just with Mark 
it would he would not have written the same kind of music. This thing is all a growing process. The same thing happened pretty much in, in shortcuts. In shortcuts, I had all the songs of, of the, the 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 group and all of Annie Ross's songs that we did, which were many. It really was one of the best uses of hers in years. Really reacquainted a lot of people with her. With her, yeah. But with it, but then when for the scoring of just the scenes in the movie, I really stripped out the vocals and I stripped out all the melody, and I took the rest of the the uh, the, the, the rest of that music from that same band without the melody, and used it as score. And it worked very, very, very well. So virtual reality is practically totally real, but not. I'm gonna like somebody. Where are you going, Gene? This is the third night this week, Gene! Don't He's playing around, I can see. smell it on him. Was born to be free. Can we have a little more butter, please? Coming up. I came home, I told her our whole life could change. Earl tells me to go on a diet. I'll find a way to keep This house is half mine, you know. Is that a joke? But then at the end, I had I got Mark Isham to come in and do the opening credits. So you got into the picture in a more conventional way. And uh, I suppose the ending credits the the ending music uh, so so there's just different ways of doing it all the time other than i haven't really just finished a picture and then turned it over to a composer to score in a conventional way in a very long time probably the best score that i've ever had done in that manner was for images when johnny williams did a with the London Symphony did a it's just fantastic music and one that if somebody heard now they wouldn't characterize it as John Williams there's so much more that he could do than sometimes they give him well he did he, he used this Japanese percussionist Stomu Yamashita who used all these sounds I mean he'd he'd throw bricks at the piano and on, the, on top of the piano strings, he'd uh, uh, he'd use glass. Uh, he just didn't use anything, and made these really eerie, weird sounds, which was not which Johnny actually scored. I mean, he actually had written them in the score. I have a score, his original score, framed in, in my somewhere, and uh, you you see suddenly where notes go, you know, in the score. He'd, it would suddenly say, hiss like a snake. Are you my father's girlfriend? That's a lie. You know what you are? You're a schizo. That's a lie. Schizo. That's a lie. I'm not going to be able to finish this puzzle. There's too many pieces missing. And these are all of these sounds that were incorporated into his, uh, into that image's score that Stonu did. Have you ever heard that score? 
Yeah, I did. I was I was struck by the movie, and I didn't had no idea it was John Williams until I later went back and looked at his credits and then listened to it again. Get a picture of what John Williams is, but if you really look at what he's done for such a long time, and then, then realize the fact he was a jazz pianist. You know, he does all the Spielberg stuff, and I that he's that's about all he does really, and that's a very it's what that is. But on these things, I worked with John Williams back in television days, and we did a lot of experimental stuff. He had worked on, I don't know if it was Hallmark Hall of Fame or something, but he'd done some beautiful stuff way back then. That's when television had great scores. Oh, yeah. I talked to Jerry Goldsmith about it, and this, the music on TV used to be real music. Absolutely. Um, me, just to, Also, there's another part to music in your movies. It's funny, I had just uh, looked at McCabe and Mrs. Miller again, and to tell you the truth, I really had not been in love with Leonard Cohen's music until I saw that movie. And then from the opening credits about... Uh, another man to lay down his cards again, you know. Yeah, the stranger. Yeah, the stranger smoke curling up around his shoulder. Oh, you hate to watch another tired man lay down his hand like he was giving up the holy game of poker. And while he talks his dreams to sleep, you notice there's a highway that's curling up like smoke above his shoulder. It's curling just like smoke above his shoulder. You tell him to come in, sit down, but something makes you turn around. The door is open, you can't close your shelter. You try the handle of the road, it opens. Do not be afraid, it's you, my love, you who are the stranger. It is you, my love, you who are the stranger. Uh, <laughs> changed my entire view. It was a very ballsy thing to do because music was like right out. His 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 voice was almost narrating some of the action in a way. Yeah, well, that just was one of, one of those fortuitous things that I, I think the reason that happened is that I had that I was I'm crazy about Leonard's music and his songs, and I had the. Two year before McCabe, uh, year and a half before, when I was shooting a thing called Cold Day in the Park, I just I had that album and I discovered Leonard about that time, and I just wore out about four albums. <laughs> and then when I went to do McCabe, it never entered my mind until I finished the picture. I was in Paris and I heard somebody in some party put on a Leonard this album. I heard it and I thought, shit, that's the music for my movie. And I flew back to Vancouver, and uh, we recorded that stuff and uh, his stuff, and put it in, and and I ended up. That's you know you saw it. Yeah, it's funny, you know. I mean, I think a lot of people would be afraid to give music that kind of out front place, but I think if I don't know if you agree, but I think maybe if you're secure in the power of what you have on the screen, that you can pick something that will add to it rather than than run it over. Well. That's yeah. That's true. Very all the elements that go in to make a film. The, uh, the 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 I've done a lot of I've done musicals. I mean Nashville was a yeah. musical, you know. Yeah. The Perfect Couple was a musical. I mean that music was performed in the film, and uh, it was a musical film. It scored it. Uh, Nashville was that way, and. Uh, there's others yeah, that don't come to mind. 
rarely have I gone to a really a conventional score. If you know, it's sort of an abandoned child with a lot of compo- a lot of directors who just like toss it to a a direct composer with three weeks to go before you know the the final edit hits and just have them slap something in. But you know, it seems you care about how it goes in and you. Well, I think it's a it's a it's a great big part of the pie, you know. It's got a, it's a big wedge of the pie, of the whole thing. And uh, I know in uh, and I do work on this uh, a lot, and and I try not to make it just. I try not. If I think I have to have music to make a scene carry, then I think there's something wrong with the scene. Amen. <laughs> you know. So I, I, that's why I get myself in this trap a lot of times because I think, well, suppose I didn't have any music. I can't. I, I don't want to have to depend on music to do it. And the music I like to make indigenous to the film, like we did in Kansas City. We did it in the Shortcuts. We did it in Nashville. We did it in Perfect Couple. We did it in I don't know whatever else. But oh, in the California Split. Sometimes I go for use bad music. In California Split, I had this 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 woman who plays piano up in Reno or played piano up in Reno and sang in one of those just bistros, bistros, and uh, just the standard you know the standard tunes, Bye Bye Blackbird, and and, and and I used that as the music, and I wasn't trying to get good music. Nashville, we wrote all those songs. The cast did. I wasn't interested in, in, in every one of them being a great song because the songs that come out of Nashville aren't great songs. I mean, they're, 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 there's a small percentage of them that are. So if you're going to reflect Nashville and its music, if you just do what you think, oh, wow, this is great, this is great, this is great, you're not reflecting Nashville because most of the stuff that comes out of there is, is pretty bad. And so I, I just use music not as a support, it's just this simple. I try not to have it something that is supports the film or backs the film up, but it's something that is an, uh, an inseparable part of the film.